everybody, welcome to episode 10 of John's Basement Podcast, and tonight we are kind of resorting back to our regularly, regularly, regularly scheduled programming, but uh, it's a little bit different. Uh, so yeah, not, uh, just uh, if you tuned in last week, um, and if you didn't tune in, you probably didn't see the episode because I have yet to upload it anywhere, my bad, but uh, last week was a much more serious tone. Um, I still did plug artists, but I didn't do, I didn't do an interview last week, uh, and I kind of rambled for a while on race and on the importance of understanding it and understanding the things that are going on in this country right now. And yeah, this isn't like a political podcast. Um, I'm sure there's a million other outlets that you could go to to talk about politics and to talk about human rights, which shouldn't be politics, but in the lens of this country, it's considered politics. Um, but, uh, you know, I think it's... Um, it's my responsibility to talk about things that are serious and that also directly affect me. Um, it's a little bit of a, a thing that uh, is on your mind 24-7. It's not something that you just can, like, tune out of. And, you know, uh, it's not to discredit anybody's experiences. It's not to say that your life isn't hard. It's not to say that any of that stuff. It's just, like, hear us, man. It, it's, it's, uh, we, we go through real shit and, uh, it's not discrediting the shit you go through, but it's different shit. Uh, I'm not going to spend too much time on that one this this uh, episode, because uh, I did say last episode I was going to kind of revert back to uh, my normal programming, but I am going to stick with the theme of just branching out and not doing a rock episode. So this is another episode that's going to be more on the hip-hop-esque side of it, um, some R&B influence in the music that I'm going to be playing tonight, and... I will be playing myself out with my music, though, so that'll, I guess, bring it back to the rock world. Um, yeah, um, so the first artist that I'm going to be playing tonight is actually a really cool dude that I go to school with. His name is Ricardo, and I love this guy. Uh, we had the dreaded 9 a.m. time slot class together for the first semester this past year, um, and he's a really chill guy. Uh, his music is really fucking cool, and I really hope you dig it. So with no delay, the song that I'm going to play for you guys is called Blurry by Ricardo Amante. My dude, hope you guys fuck with it. I do. And there have been a couple days in which I've got stressed I don't know yet how to handle it I've tried a couple ways to climb out of haze But this time my mind is fake I don't know what to say My thoughts go another way I walk down this lane wanna pay yesterday Cause there have been all these times in which I've looked into the mirror And I'm wondering why, why ain't my vision getting clearer I just kick it aside, tell myself I'm getting nearer But I really, really wish I didn't have the words to perceive it Feel it, wish my heartbeat wasn't heard Then I maybe, maybe could convince myself I'm sure I could convince myself I'm sure
Once again, that was Blurry by Ricardo Amante, my dude from Pace University. Shout out back in the city. Miss it a lot. Really hoping I get to go back soon. Um, thanks for letting me use your music, Ricardo. Keep doing your shit. Stay on that track. And I'm going to hop into the next artist now. This next artist that I'm going to be playing for you guys tonight is actually an artist that I found on Quadio. So here's a major shout out to Quadio, as I do pretty often on this podcast. Uh, the artist's name is Saint Val, and this is his track, Tempted. <laughs> last artist that I'm actually going to play for you guys is another artist that I have found through Quadio. I'm going to plug them again until the day I die. This dude uh, I actually featured last week on last week's episode. I'm going to feature him again because I didn't get to interview him last week, but we did this week 
and it was a solid interview. This is Amari, really cool dude. I got to have an awesome conversation with him, so shout out to Quadio for helping me find him, and let's jump right into the interview. Yeah, I'm just going to throw out that uh, I've been like listening to the the EP that imposter syndrome's on like not yeah. since last week's episode. I'm like, it's so fucking good, man. Appreciate it, man. It means a lot. Real talk, man. Um, yeah, it's, it's crazy, man. I was just telling one of my best friends, I was like, yo, I've always been imagining like myself being like on an interview and like for my music and stuff. And it's crazy how like, it just, it doesn't matter what type of interview. I'm just like, yo, it's crazy how it is. But I'm just like, really appreciate you that you like really, with my music to like can I say my bad I cuss my bad it's cool no it's all good it's internet (laughs) all the time you're totally cool uh but yeah I really appreciate it man it just just validates that um I'm going I'm going on the right path you know what I mean just like the music I create the message I'm trying to bring out it's really um really it really validates that point real talk yeah absolutely man no I feel that I'm a musician myself so like whenever like shit like this comes up I'm always like ooh, fuck yeah yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's always cool shit. All right, so uh I'm going to jump into a few questions that I got for you. Uh my first one is where do you go to school um and what year are you in? Um where I go to school, I go to Lehigh University. I don't know, you can see the shirt I got. It's a brown shirt. Lehigh brown and brown and white. Um but yeah, I go to Lehigh University. Actually, I just graduated not too long ago. Oh shit. So, Congrats, yeah. Man. Yeah. Um Technically, I was here for four, I was here for five years, but I got my master's in the midst of it too. So I got my bachelor and my master's as well. So basically, I'm a grad student. I'm graduating. <laughs> I'm a graduate student. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, Lehigh University. I've been here ever since 2015. I just graduated uh, with a master's in engineering not too long ago. Shit, that's so. that's like real shit, man. I'm like I'm going for like an English degree, so that's like worlds different. No. No, 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 no. Real talk because on my undergrad was in Africana studies, like music and film and stuff like that. But as soon as I went to a master's school, I've heard this program that was like really interesting to me. So I was like, oh, let me try it out. It really, really helped me out. It really got me more focused. And it's funny, like I, I hate going. I, I usually go sidetrack, but that's how it connects somehow. No, so the reason why the EP was made was because I stayed an extra year. Like everything happened like that. The album cover, um, I like. I'm on Instagram and I uh, when I be on Instagram, I like look at different cartoons. You know how like uh, cartoon artists draw cartoons and have like different comic type thing. Yeah. And I found out one of the comic artists that I follow actually went to my school, and I was like, that would be dope if I have her do an album cover for me. So like I hit up on the side, and I was like, I found out that the girl who do it, we actually knew each other. I was like, you've been doing this the whole time? So <laughs> it's crazy how that happened. And then um the album code, the album title from me to you um came from because like my birthday is like in the fall. And the idea of it, I was like, what I don't usually like birthday gifts, but if I was to give myself something, what would it be? And I'm like, music. Let me create something that would be like something that I could like resonate with that I can like that I also feel like other people can like too. So if you look at the album cover, you'll see me holding a gift, giving it to me. This is from me to you. Like, read this, look at it, and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I know I just went on a tangent. We're talking about my school, where I'm from. <laughs> I'm talking about this <laughs> EP. It all connects. It's cool shit. Yeah. 
I really like the art too. I was like, that's like a cool, uh, it's a cool, like, um, I guess the aesthetic you would say for it. Cause I was looking at like, I hate the art that I end up picking sometimes for like my music. And I'm just like, man, I need something cooler. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> not my the one that has done art for me, by the way. I mean, the ones that I edit cause I'm bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, one thing I realized about it is like, yeah, you might not like it the way you edit it, but I came to a point to realize that it's yours. Right. So nobody else could do it like you do it, you know? The I the idea of that came from just like let me do something that I really see people do. You really see an artist have a comic like a cartoon as their like like as their album cover, as their EP cover. Um one thing somebody told me, it was like, yo, this EP looked like like that character could be the Kanye teddy bear for you. I'm like, oh whoa. <laughs> I was like, yeah, so maybe I might use that later, but um yeah, that like that art you make, the art that any of us makes. Like, cause I, we'll go. You got other questions for me, so I'll go into that. Oh, it's all good, man. Keep talking. Go for it. Now, nah, cause I know one of the questions was like, um, the music. Like, what, what I'm gonna be doing? Like, what's next for me? You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I got this. Um, I started doing DIY type stuff. Basically, I feel like you might not have to ask me the questions because I'm gonna be anything I say going answer all the questions. High key, low key. Totally fine. <laughs> My job. But um, yeah. Uh, so going into like creating stuff of your own, like this whole quarantine stuff. A lot of people, I realize a lot of people like, oh man, I'm so bored. I'm so bored. I'm so bored. But I'm like, this has like not been the best time. But like, I have made so much stuff from when like school stopped until like. What do mean, June, June? Like, I have made alone, like, usually each semester I have, like, a, a a list of beats I make each semester. So I have a freshman folder. No, freshman, my laptop got messed up. So I have a sophomore folder, a junior folder, a senior folder, and a graduate folder. And my graduate folder, right before quarantine, I was at, I think, 102 beats that hold from, from June, from July, so March, I had 109 beats. And from March, middle of March to June, I made 99 beats from like, almost 90 something beats from that only two months, three months period. And I'm like, oh my goodness, it's just, it's just, boom, it's just coming. Like without school, it's like, you have more time to do what you like say, I always play, I'm like, oh, I don't have enough time to make more music. And then I got to a point, I'm like, yo, you free boy. You don't have nothing to do. <laughs> no excuses. Yeah, yeah, no excuses. So I was like, why not? Let me, let me, let, let me um experiment with this style. Let me do this. And almost every beat I made, let's say I made three beats in one day, right? The next day I go back and listen to a beat and then I write. And my, I don't have my thing with me. Man, uh, I write, I write, I write some lyrics. I write some, um, uh, write a song, right? And uh, it was funny, right before um, quarantine happened, I went to write a, and got me a book, a notebook, did not know. I was like, somebody just told me, like, yo, get a notebook, you might want to start writing. I'm telling you, right after that, like, I wrote, the, like, you got three subjects. The first subject was just ideas, stuff like that. The second subject was just straight songs. No, there's no there's no blank pages on, the, on my second, my song stuff. And um, my third one is spoken words and additional lyrics, you know? And it's crazy how, like, from March, from the middle of March to June, I made almost over 50 songs, like, written, and I got a studio, like, we're not in my studio, but we're in my room, but in my studio, um, like, I recorded, like, all the 50 songs I wrote down, I recorded, I made an effort to record it. 
I was like, yo, I have to do it. I have to do it. Because, like, like I, I'm moving back. I'm moving back to uh, Memphis. I'm originally from Memphis, which was one of the questions. I'm originally from Memphis, Tennessee. Um, and I'm going back home to Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, just because I feel like I need to go there. Not for, because, like, I'm forced to go there because it's like, you know, a lot of already be like, oh, let's go to New York or let's go to L.A. Let's go somewhere big city so I can get my name out there. And to be real, not I don't want to sound arrogant, but I'm like, yeah, you can get yourself out there and do that. But, like, why not go where you're most comfortable at? If you're comfortable there, like, do that. You know what I mean? So, for me, I'm more comfortable being back at home in Memphis, Tennessee, with my mom, my dad, my sister, my brother. Just be around them. Like, hang out with them, but also do music still. Because I'm, like, I'm let you know, you this is not going to be the last time you hear from me. I'm going to be still doing music. Like, you will best believe you hear me still doing music. <laughs> but, um, yeah, go back to uh, what I was saying, like, the 50 songs I recorded. I'm telling you. I'm going to just say, I'm going to say this. From their 50 songs, I have a mixtape ready. I have an album ready. From those 50, song, from those 50 songs, it's not going to be, like, a long album, but mixtape albums, and it's funny how it all came together. And then I got mad songs, like just songs that I have. And I'm like, should I release them or should I not? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then creating like album covers and stuff like that. But yeah, I've been talking, I've been rapping. I mean, <laughs> good, man. I really, I like, um, I've been, like I said, I've listened to your EP a lot. And uh, I, I can yeah. definitely hear there's like a lot of layers to the songs that you create too, which is interesting because like it's very different from like my songwriting process. My songwriting process is very like, it's very like, one by one by one by one I feel like it's like I start with like usually like the melody in my head and the chorus and then I work around that with like guitar and then I send it to my bandmates and then they make the drums they make it a different genre but like it's like yeah. it's definitely like it, it, I feel like it goes like a very like step by step and I can hear so many layers in, in like the music like imposter syndrome like that there there's like there's the phone call sounding thing that you got going on there and yeah. it's like you got the beat going on in the back and you got like, well, there's like three conversations going on in that, like that one song. And it's not even a long song. And I'm like, that, this is like really fucking cool. Like I, like, I really like, I I threw that in like the, one of the playlists that I make. I'm like, this is like, this has got to go in it. Like I fucking, I dig this song. Yeah. No, because, um, the whole, the whole idea, the whole purpose of that song specifically, um, the reason why I call it imposter syndrome, because, um, like each of the three artists that's also on the song where we talked, and we also have similar ideas of imposter syndrome. Feeling like, even though we're here, we don't feel like we deserve to be here. We feel like we haven't deserved the purpose to be there. Like, I ain't right. So that's like the, like, yeah, I ain't right. But um, yeah, the intro, the intro was a session, me and the other artist, who is actually the third verse. Me and him talked a while back. So the recorded verse was in sometimes 2017, 2018. That's an old recording. And we were just talking about um just like being in music and feeling and like loving what we want to do despite what's going on and it was just me and him having the conversation just being real because like throughout the sessions it's supposed to be like a real like not intimate but it's like you're supposed to feel the music you're supposed to love the music you're supposed to be engaged with the music and like being with it and um so with that yeah the first part is a recording that me like me and this other artist with the third verse was talking there's me coming in, and then it's, a, it's the same session. The second part is the same session of us talking, but me speaking more. And then we have the other artist, Seth Witcher. Um, he's singing part about what, like, what he experienced. And then we go into another one with another talking, because I wanted it to be like, yo, 
I want as a people to feel like, yo, we are we are performing a song for you, but we also experience it as human beings as well. Like this is what we feel, this is what we go through, this is what we think. And then we have another one, which is another piece. Like I want it to be like conversation. You hear it, you hear the song, you hear the melody, and you also hear the people talking in the end as well. And the last part is my mentor, Cassie Johnson. Uh, she's my professor. She's professor here, professor. Uh, uh, oh, director of theater at like Lehigh University. My professor, like hip hop theater, everything. And um, yeah, and she was talking because I was doing also make also like dabbling filmmaking as well. And me, she was helping me with one of my films I was going to do. And I felt like before I can make anything, I needed to have a conversation with her. Me and her just talk. And we talking, and we're at the end. And one of my um, friends, um, he rec she record he recorded the piece of her talking, just being real. She was like, yeah, if you're not doing something, if you don't have anything else planned, I know something's wrong, but you're good. So it's just not only talking to me, but it's like, yo, you have stuff, like talking to my audience, like you have things planned out there. Like, you're good, don't worry about, um, I what if, what if, what if, you got it, don't worry, keep going, so yeah. That's cool shit, man. No, I, I like that too, because like you can feel like it's a, a real, like, it's it's a really real song. It's like, it's not, because yeah. I feel like um, when you're listening to music, sometimes you can forget that it's like people behind like the tracks and it's just like that. Like, I like songs where like it breaks that wall and it's just like, this is like a real experience of like real conversations, real shit. Caught me at yeah. a, a point where like the words were resonating with me too. I was like, fuck yeah, this is like, this is cool shit. This is, uh, I really appreciate that. I like that. It means I'm going somewhere. I like that. Thank you. Of course, man. Absolutely. No, I, I really do. I really do. I'm, I'm hoping you blow up and this interview is like a cool thing in your archives. Hey, look, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you already look, you already followed me on my thing. You know, you, you're not going to get unfollowed when, when I get big. I'm just letting you know. But I'm like, like real talk, once I'm up there, once I'm there, I'm going to have this. I'm like, yo, this is where I started. So like, this is where I started. And I'm like, I'm so grateful for you. I'm like, you have no idea. When you hit me up, I was like, I want to interview you. I was like, Bro, it doesn't care. I don't care. Like, yo, you want to interview me? What? Because, like, like, I'm like, like, you know, like, as an artist, you just creating. You just creating. You doing it. You making it. And you have someone be like, yo, I, I, I resonate with you have. It just made me, like, I was so, bro, you, if you saw me in a room when I seen your message, it was like, you was Jay-Z. You was like, I want to sign you to my label. I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> it was this how I felt because it's like, like I just saying, it's just like, it's like your creation is it's your baby. It's like this is the piece of you going out there to the universe. And for someone to say, I like it, it makes you, oh man. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for creating. Sorry. So I got uh let's go a little bit dialing backwards in time. Uh, yeah. So like what kind of like got you into music? Like where did it start? Um oh. your, uh, where are your beginning? Wow. wow. Uh if we go all the way back. Creating, okay, we go all the way back. We can say middle school, middle school. Um, yeah, it was me and one of my friends. I, he was supposed to originally be the rapper, the artist. And I was like, yo, he's rapping. Let me get on, let me make a beat. And I was like, oh, why not? So it was like, we had like MacBooks in my school. And you know, MacBooks come with GarageBand. Either. Me not knowing what I was doing, I seen those sounds on the loose library. I was like, let me put these sounds together. Let me do something like that. So I had the loops going on from middle school all the way to high school in a sense. And then when um I went to college, I was like just dabbling with music. And then one of my uh, friends, he made music too. 
but he made with MIDI. So he was doing MIDI, have pianos, all this stuff. I ain't know what was that. And he like, I showed him some of the beats I was making. He was like, oh, that's cute. You making loops. I'm like, that's, that's cute. <laughs> so I was like, I got to learn what he's doing. I got to see what how he, what he doing. So uh, me and him and somebody else, we all made a, like a trio collective. We used to call ourselves 7G. If you go all the way back in SoundCloud, you'll see 7G, heuristic. It's all the way back. Like September 2017, 2017. September 2017 is when we had it. But, bro, I'm telling you, like, you listen to that. Some of the beat, like, I tell you the songs I made, bro, you'll be like, you made this with the, and you still, like, you know, this, the, the progress, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the progress. You're like, you made that, and you thought this was good, <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um, it is how it happened, like, from 2017. To doing that, just keep making it. It was like, I I told myself that it was fire. Going back, it was not fire. It was horrible. Oh my goodness! But I told myself it was fire, and it made me keep making it, keep making it, keep making it, keep going and keep going. And I was like, all right, let me do that. And if you look, if you listen to like all my beats from like sophomore year to now, you can hear my progress and how I was like doing different things. Cause um, I go into sampling, like chopping up, like chopping up a song that people don't really have, chopping it up either speeding down, slowing down, and like piecing it like that, or having like different instruments, like in the plugins and logic, or like getting other stuff like that. Um, so I've just been doing it, let me say middle school, the origin was in middle school. But like, it's, you're saying the origin was in middle school. And like, I just really been loving it because it's like, it was a time I had a laptop and then the motherboard got fried. And I could, excuse me, and I have no like a media controller, so I be doing everything on my like keyboard, like the A, D, S, all that. I be doing all on there. So I didn't have the laptop, so I had like an iPhone, and it was GarageBand on iPhone, and also it was something called Music Maker. And I'm, I was always like trying to do something on like either my phone because I'm like, yo, I, this make me feel good. It's like it give me a turn. It put me out of the my current space, and that's why I feel like I love it so much. Cause it allows me to feel how I want to feel. Does that make sense? No, it totally does. I mean, I think yeah. uh, the beauty of like making music, like as opposed to just listening to it, is like you're you're putting your soul into it, even if it's not like words, if it's just like beats or if it's like just melody and music, like whatever it is, like you're creating that. That's like only coming from your brain. So yeah. it's like I totally get that. It's like it's the the chemicals in our brain that kind of like resonate when we're making it. And it's, we're just throwing that onto like a track. And I feel that that's like, that's a cool way of looking at it. Yeah. So like, yeah, who man. were you like, like listening to at that time? Like what were your, like your artists of choice? And not look, I don't like that question. The reason why I don't like that question because it's like, I know you got a pink, this pink floor right there behind you, right? Yeah, I do got pink floor. You see, look, I, I can listen to any freaking body, like, like real talk. And it's so messed up. Because if I name people, I would go back into this interview. I'm like, how can I forgive this person? I know, I feel that. You know? Question. But I'll be real with you. I'll be real with you. Charles Gambino, Donald Glover, first person will always be on that list. That that dude, I would listen to him when Carter Sack was out, when Count was out, when EP was out, when all the old stuff was out. And we're like, you listen to Charles Gambino? And you see him taking over the world. I'm like, yo, trust me. Because like before, like, I be like my little sister knows it. My little sister and my little brother know this. Like before Chad became Chad, before Childish became Childish, before like a lot of people who became big, I would listen to them. I was like, yo, this person gonna be hot. 
and like they make it hot. But I say Charles Gambino be number one. Tyler the Creator would be number two because I would listen to them for the longest too. Um, wow, wow! I'm not trying to go on my phone. <laughs> if I can say, that's so hard. You know what? Right now, right now, right now. If I can say three people who I look up to, either musically or non-musically, I would say Charles Gambino, Tyler Creator, and Russ. And not, you know, Russ. Yeah, not to, not to, this, this, uh. Just credit all the other artists because I be listening to Little Sims. I don't know who you know Little Sims is. Like she's an artist from um UK. Um also Dave Stormzy, um Cleo Soul. Uh, wow, come on. Uh Kanye, Kanye, definitely Kanye for real. Timbaland. I'm a I'm a huge producer fan. So I can be like no ID. I can be like uh Illmind. I can be like wow, um DJ Dahi. I can be like uh um, Camo B, I can be like a lot of people, man. I can be like Sullivan Lee Q as Artie Hobson. I can be like Earl Sweatsearch. I can be like, um, uh, wow. I can be like Aerosmith. I can be like, uh, real I can be like every, like, real talk. I hate that question. Uh, and I feel like, I feel that though. <laughs> I really, yeah. I really fuck with the Gambino one though, too, because I'm a huge Gambino uh, myself. Yeah, I'm a huge, bro. Hold up, real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick. Boom. I got vinyls. Hell yeah. Because the internet. Because the internet. I got mad vinyls. Like, real talk. Like, it's, I don't know if you can see it back here. There's vinyls right there. I got a vinyl on my wall. I'm a huge vinyl fan. But, yeah. But, yeah. No, I feel that. I got uh, Awaken My Love on vinyl. That's, like, my one of my uh, favorite, all like, all-time albums that, like, I always go back to listen to. Go back to. Camp though, like I'm also I'm a huge camp fan. It's honestly it's all of it. Like I, I don't think um, that man's not put out. He hasn't put any bad shit out. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like just why look that dude. Like I did a whole report on this dude for a class. That was like yeah, interview anybody. Like like talking about anybody. You said anybody, say less. <laughs> <laughs> so I, went, I was like, all right, so. Donna Glover graduated from NYU in 2000. <laughs> she went all the way down. From yeah. uh, Community, which is like literally like my favorite show. Atlanta is like fucking yeah. great too. Atlanta is amazing. Oh my, this guy with his like him and his brother, like what? Have you seen um uh why should clap for the wrong reason? I have not. Oh, like I have a playlist of YouTube. Like I have a YouTube playlist of videos that. If I really need to get inspired, I cut my life out, cut like cut my lights out, put like my uh, color lights on, like the blue one lights, and just put that on TV. It's uh watching movies with the sound off. Um Darkest Before Dawn. Um, what else? Like um My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, the film by Kanye. Um, but yeah, watch clap for the wrong reasons. When you get a chance, watch that. It it makes it makes this. Makes so much more sense. This, this, uh, this album, he put like a film to it, right? Like there was yeah, like this, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for this album. I've seen like clips of it. I haven't seen the full thing. I don't think though. Yeah, that. But yeah, like man, Donald Glover is a mastermind, man. Nothing. I'm does. telling you. Yeah. <laughs> it really is it like anything you could think of? Like he's probably done it, or he's doing right. it, like on the side. Yeah, he, we don't know yet. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, I respect that too. Like, he is like the master of just like not 
promoting shit too much and then just dropping it and, and like everyone still fucks with it. I know. Right. Last album. Like was like I don't know if like anyone was like expecting it when it happened. It was just like oh, yeah. oh shit, we got a new album. Did it, I woke up I woke up to it. No, I think I think I didn't go to sleep at night. I was on my phone and then I instantly I like I followed his fan page. And it was like he got some on his page. I was like, what the world? So I went on his page, it was just like Songs on it, I was like, oh my goodness, this is album, this is album. And then he released it. I was like, it's thank good, you. Dude. It's different. I like I like how uh like I, I watched like a genius interview with him or like I, I did the thing on Spotify where it like tells you uh certain things behind like behind the song and I really like his philosophy on writing because he was saying he's like how he was like retiring music after Awaken My Love, which we knew was bullshit. There's no way he's retired. <laughs> <laughs> Like that that's cap if I ever did see it. But yeah. he was like uh saying like, Yeah, no, you know, I did like an R and B album because I was punk and like after before that it was like a rap album and like he's like his whole philosophy is like it's gotta be big, it's gotta be something like profound mm-hmm. next. And then this thing is like it's super different. It's like uh it's uh just completely a different like universe and uh I, I really fuck with that. I respect him like no definitely yeah. like one of the coolest uh, artists and entertainers in general in the business yeah. right now. Yeah, he is like the one man renaissance. Call him, I put a name like for my presentation. I call him the renaissance man because like, like rapping, singing, acting, directing, like DJing. He DJ on the side. Yeah, like everything you can think of, like comedian. Like yo, like he did it almost everything. Yeah, and it's like, and it's one one thing about it. He was fearless with it. He really cared less about how people thought about him. He just wanted to create. Right, and this, and this is what I respect about him a lot. You know what I mean? He he created because he wanted to create. You know what I mean? People might not like it at first, but they'll come around to it. Right, because <laughs> they've all aged so well. Like it, mm-hmm. like when when he was starting out, like I mean, his acting career was like his first thing, I think. Right, if I'm not mistaken, I think his it was acting like career. Thirty Rock. Oh, it was like it was like the sketch comedy he was doing, and then there was yeah, like, uh, Dumb and Carrot, uh, Dare yeah. Comedy, yeah, Dare yeah. Comedy, Thirty Rock. So like when he started doing rap, like people were hating on his shit. Like you can even hear it in the lyrics. I know. He's just talking about it, and it's like, uh, like that whole line where it's like, last week you were chilling with Lil Wayne, now you want to pretend that my feelings are still the same. I'm like, yeah, that's fucking. That's <laughs> now looking back, like no one's talking about Lil Wayne anymore, but like everyone's still like on his dick, and like reasonably so. Like he, this man, it's so weird for me to remember that this dude was like spitting when like Lil Wayne was like relevant, and I'm like, yeah. Ah, like, then you can hear it in certain lyrics. Like, there's like one part on uh, on EP when he goes swag, and I'm like, whoa! <laughs> I hated this whole EP. Holy shit! Yeah, it's crazy though. It's like that that man. Like, you can't you can't say shit about his career, like, because he is still just on top of the world. Like, anyone just can't. You can't got you got nothing on him. He's just like you don't. success story in every aspect. Like, look, he's well. Like, my thing is, like, awards is, like, you can say awards is not everything. And it, or it can be. But, like, have someone, he got an Emmy. Maybe he got a, I know he got an Emmy. He got a Grammy. He got a Critic Choice Awards. And the Grammys he got is Best Song and Record of the Year. Song of the Year and Record of the Year. That's one of the top, out, like, Grammy nominations you can get. And, you know, one thing that I respect for him a lot, but I feel like he was torn or his dad died, but. He did not show up knowing that he could have been a winner. He did not show up. And I'm like, yo, okay, you know, you know you have leverage. Like he know he has leverage. He know he has leverage. And it's like once you get to that point, you able to dictate 
what happens. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. And also going back to the album, right? His album, 31520. Um, I realized every project he released, none of them same, sound the same. None of them. None of them. All different. Excuse me. Um, yeah, they're all different. Like, if you go with Carter said, Carter said does not sound like EP. EP does not sound like Camp. Camp does not sound like Royalty. Royalty does not sound like Because Internet. Because Internet does not sound like Stole Mine and Kawhi. And Co- that does not sound like um, Awaken My Love. Awaken My Love is a whole different world. Oh my goodness. And um, yeah, and then like 315 25 don't sound like Awaken My Love. And then everything, he progress every time. You know, at first, I'll be real, when Awaken My Love came out, like, it was weird because I was so used to rapping Chattis Gamino. Right. And it's like- but once he started singing, the first song I heard was uh, Your Mama and Me because it came out as a single. I heard it. I was like, okay, okay, right? And then the album came out because I bought the CD, if I have it. I bought the CD. You got the vinyl. I got the CD. And the poster back here. You can't see it. But I got a poster right there. Um, but yeah, like everything is different. Like he, everything he made is different. And it's almost like Princess Nokia. Princess Nokia is another influence. Princess Nokia, another influence. But uh, similar because what he doing and what she said, every album she's like, she's proud of the fact that every album is not the same. Every album she released was different. Every album he released was different. And I feel like that's a bold move because of like what, the media has in media plays. Like, if it's the same, if it's the same or very similar to the same, you're going to get airplay. You're going to get stuff like that. But if it's different, I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, it's a pushback. But it's real talk. Your true friend, your true fans would know and they would seek you out. And they'll know that. You know what I mean? Right. And like, you don't know. Maybe, you, maybe like whatever we create, whatever you and your band create, whatever I create, might be that turning point for a new style. You know what I mean? We don't ever know. Right. And that's actually perfect. That's a great way to wrap it up because that's just about our time limit. This is a right. man. Same. So uh, this is Amari. That's your stage name, right? Am I Amari. Amari. A-M-A-R-I. <laughs> hey. Check him out. I'm going to play. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plug another one of your tracks tonight. First of all, I'm doing two weeks in a row. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing this, man. It's been a pleasure. No problem. It's been a pleasure. You just listened to an awesome interview with Amari once again. So to honor that wonderful interview, we're going to play another one of his tracks tonight. This is a song by Amari called Tonight, and it's a banger. So enjoy. Mama said I got to do it right. They're hoping I get back to Christ. But tonight, I'm the light. Pray to God he going to get me through this life. Sometimes I sit around and wish heaven had visiting hours Just so I see all my deceased and thank the man with the power That he done kept me through some things even when I was a dreamer Sitting on sidelines knowing I should've been in the arena Could've been laid out on the table spoken for by my toe tag Now I'm driving, check my mileage with my foot on the gas Other foot is on your neck and I'm cruising up the class Known and proven up the truth, my God that's a fact Battlefield in the mind and the price of the soul Engine been going bad but I'm used to the smoke Got a different clock baby, ain't gonna find me no more made my enemy my footsteps now i need some new soul walking through my life as i laid out in my beats amari and gt walker and they raging at my feet no price to it but i'm just trying to rape my wrongs my girl's my favorite part like that mac miller song mac mac miller song mac mac miller song
song. Remember thinking in the studio one day we gon' be on. Mac Mac Miller song, Mac Mac Miller song. God is fit, but God I fear like that Mac Miller. Procrastination is the devil. It's the motherfucking devil. Procrastination is the devil. When you find your motherfucking self procrastinating. Did I even motherfucking say that right? <laughs> yeah, procrastination. That's the goddamn joy you said. It's a motherfucking devil. All it is is the devil trying to motherfucking stop you from doing what it is you know you need to be doing. So when you find your motherfucking self procrastinating, snap out of that shit. Because it ain't nobody but the motherfucking devil. I hope you've enjoyed the artists that I've played for you guys tonight and just going to kind of reiterate more on the serious topic that I was talking about and alluding to earlier in this episode and last week's episode, which was pretty much the entire episode when I spoke. Um, pay attention to the things going on in the world. Um, I know it can be overwhelming. I know right now um, social media is the town square and everything kind of seems overwhelming because everyone's posting about police brutality and everybody's posting about Black Lives Matter. And while those things might be uncomfortable to pay attention to, it's important to understand why it's so important that it's being posted right now. If it wasn't an issue, it wouldn't be getting so much traction right now. It's been an issue that's been existent in this country since longer than I've been alive, longer than you've been alive. And it's it's something that needs to be addressed. And I was talking with um, with one of my good friends the other day, and we were talking about, like, do you think that the pandemic had an effect on launching this and making this more of a relevant movement. And I'm not sure the answer to that. Um, but personally, I think that it could be. Um, I think this pandemic has forced everybody to kind of reevaluate themselves more than anything, but also to reevaluate the world around them and to think about what they have in their lives, what they don't have in their lives. And it makes you more keen to paying attention to things that are going on around you um i'm glad that there there's traction from more allies than i've ever seen in my entire life people that i know who were kind of ignorant to me in the past are even starting to to post and get on the movement and i truly hope that they're on board with the movement for the sake of the movement not for the sake of being um to look good and to make themselves look like a better person because um, I know there is a, a handful of people that are doing that, which is unfortunate, because in that sense, if you're doing it for that cause, you're adding a new form of complacency to society. But if you are on board with the movement of equal rights and not even just equality, it's equity. It's fighting for people that are systematically at a disadvantage in this world to try to give them just a leg up. Not to get ahead of you, but to catch up to you. You can't just say to a, an entire group of people that has been systematically oppressed for their entire existence in this country, starting off as property and slaves brought on a ship and then freed and then discriminated against in law because people still weren't okay with the thought of them being equal. Like, you can't just expect that now with really very minimal reformation in government and in society that we're at equal footing. I know it makes you probably more comfortable to think of the world like that, but the problem is you're comfortable. It's not a, a matter of comfort. You're not supposed to be comfortable with a topic that's not a comfortable topic. It's a topic that ex exclusively pertains to people's lives. 
it's not something that is a, it's not a political opinion. It's a shame that saying we need to do better as a society to make sure that all people are treated the same and that's political. That's that it shouldn't be political. That's human rights. That's common sense in my opinion. Um I look at anybody on the street and I don't think anything besides that's a person. Like it's not uh oh this person is brown or this person's black or this person's white therefore they are blank. It's not like that. You can't look at that. You can't say that about anyone that you don't know. I don't make any assumptions off of the type of person that that person is if I see them in passing based off of the color of their skin or based even based off of how they dress sometimes to a degree. I dress like a fucking dad. And you can definitely make that assumption about me that that's my personality. But that's based off of, like, things that I choose to wear. Like, that's because, like, I'm, I'm self-aware. That's because I wear Vans with long socks. Like, I know. I'm lame. But that's not because I'm brown. That's not because of the tattoos that I have. I mean, I would hope that somebody doesn't look at my Taino tattoos and says that, oh, he's a thug based off of that. And I, that's fucked up because i know there are people in this world that would think that because i have tribal tattoos and that doesn't fit the status quo of white america um it's important to be aware of other people's disadvantages that just are inherent it's unfortunate but you are born into this world at a disadvantage in a lot of people's cases based off of the color of their skin based off of their culture and this also while this is the Black Lives Matter movement, I mean, Black Lives Matter as a movement in themselves, as, as an organization, they're also dedicated to helping people of different ethnicities. Um, people at disadvantages for the color of their skin, for their ethnicity, for their race, for the way that they are treated in this country based off of their ethnic background. Even if they're not from that native country, this also goes towards talking about ICE. We need to fucking abolish ICE. The fact that there are children currently in this country in cages being exposed to the coronavirus, which has been going on since, what, February? And it's June now? And, like, it, it gets so little coverage, too. And this isn't even something that's new. This has been happening since before the pandemic. Last year, it was starting to get coverage. It's, it's something that pertains to immigrants. It's something that pertains to Arabic people who are deemed terrorists just because of the fact that they are Muslims in this country, which is fucking absurd and ridiculous. That's the propaganda of this country at play. Like, the fact that people get uncomfortable when they see someone from a different religious background or someone that celebrates something that's different than what they're used to. The fact that a black person can't wear a hoodie past midnight without fear. Ridiculous. It's crazy. It's stupid. It's a system that needs to be abolished. It's a system that needs to be destroyed and recreated. This is the 21st century. We are the era of information easily accessible to us. For like literally everywhere, you look to your TV information, you look to your phone information, your laptop, your desktop, whatever the case is, people are more self-aware and more aware of even global issues because it's so much easier to find them in so many cases. Why are we letting that go to waste? Part of me is comforted that there's so much heat coming from this movement while... I know there's a lot of people who are mixed on protests and on riots and on looting, but 
if you stay silent or if you stay peaceful even, which has been attempted in this country numerous times by people of color and has been grossly ignored, if it stays to that level, no one listens. And it's sad. But it takes until you destroy some things and until you burn some things and until you at the basic level just disturb someone's normal routine it's until you do that that people start paying attention to you if your movement is not getting coverage by the media your movement dies and that's the sad truth that's more of a social science thing like if people don't know about your cause your cause as justified as it could be is going to get swept under the rug so the news can talk about our shitty president or whatever it's it's unfortunate that that's been the history of this movement and it's not even it's before black lives matter it's it's going predating even the 1960s it's reconstruction period really if you think it goes even it starts in slavery but it like even after the civil war it was still that's the root um and i know this isn't a political podcast this is just me some 19-year-old brown kid giving his two cents on an issue that everyone is talking about right now. But like I said, it's my personal responsibility, I feel, to talk about this. This is something that needs to be discussed. It can't be something that we forget about and ignore because it's uncomfortable. Um, And, you know, it's just we don't have enough conversation. It's too hostile. People are too quick to say, well, this doesn't align with my beliefs, therefore it is wrong. I am more than willing to talk to anybody to try to get them to see my point of view. The goal is to get more allies. It's not to polarize two sides. And that's so easily forgotten, and I think we're all guilty of that. I'm guilty of it myself sometimes. I definitely see certain things that are just so ignorantly stated that I'm just like, well, you're stupid. And I'm like, well, do I really mean that? Do I think that this person is uneducated on the issue, and therefore they don't deserve to learn no it's just it's an emotional response the thing is a lot of people are ignorant because of their background because of what they have or have not been exposed to and it's important to listen to their side even if you disagree with it i don't agree with any of the ignorant things that i have seen but it's important for me to try to understand why that person says that where they're coming from what is it that they are trying to tell me Why don't they believe my experiences? Why don't they believe the things that are true? Why do they try to justify police brutality? Well, the thing that I've, hopefully, this is how how I'm interpreting it, people who try to give cops the benefit of the doubt in cases of police brutality don't want to believe that the people that are supposed to keep them safe are capable of doing the exact opposite. That's the case in a lot of instances. But... I understand why that's a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people. I don't think it comes from hate necessarily. I think it comes from disbelief. I think it's because they've misplaced their pride in a system that they were told was perfect, which in reality is very far from that. It's so important to just have conversation, to not jump to insults, to not jump to anger, but to maintain that collected stance and say, Well, I don't think you're looking at the picture as a whole. It might be easy to say a cop would never do that. 
a cop has my best interest at heart. It might be easy to say that my government would never do that. My government is for the people. But that's not the case. And instead of telling someone that they're stupid for not being informed, inform them. Inform them in a way that doesn't make them feel attacked and hostile. Because, like I said, it's, it's about gaining allies, not polarizing two different sides of an argument. We all need to do better. And even if you're fighting for the right cause, your delivery on how you fight for it is important too. Because there is a lot of people that are trying to undermine this movement, to poke holes in things. There are a lot of people I've seen saying that Breonna Taylor was in the wrong for being shot in her home because she was accused of being involved with the drug scandal and her boyfriend fired. Like, that's Second Amendment clause to have a firearm in your home, and that's actually a conservative stance. Like, that's a conversation I would have. If you think that Breonna Taylor was at all in the wrong, well, here's where that's incorrect. She was home. She was asleep. Her boyfriend had a gun in his house or their house. That, like, that, like you can't, uh, if you don't identify yourself as a police officer, that just seems like a home invasion, and that person was defending his home. That's your Second Amendment that y'all were trying to fight really hard to keep when we were trying to abolish the rate of school shootings. That's a whole different issue. And I'm not even going to get into that issue because this is not a political podcast. This is my two cents. Uh, I'm going to play myself out. Email me if you want to have this conversation more. <laughs> um, it's actually the year anniversary of recording one of my band's singles, Scrooge. So that's what I'm going to play out today. Thank you guys for listening. Check out all the artists that I've played for you tonight. I hope you guys enjoyed it. WCOV.live, huge shout out. Thanks for tuning in. Shout out to Quadio for being a source of how I find a lot of the music on this podcast. And also for having me work for y'all. I love it. Um, and stay safe, wear a face mask when you go out and nobody's social distancing anymore. Just make sure you're not being dumb. Um, it's a really weird time that we're living through. We are living through history for so many different accounts. And I hope that it's shown that we're on the right side of history. Um, stay safe, everyone. And... This is going to be my single Scrooge by my band Spitfire.